0: So this is the Dr. Harold Miniature and Collectibles paid read, is that what we're calling it? Okay, here we go. Dr. Harold, noted professor of collectibles with a Ph.D. in Funko, has gathered the best of the best collections and collectibles in one online store. For the collector, Dr. Harold has action figures from McFarlane, Mezco, NECA, Marvel, DC, Bandai, and Ninja Turtles, plus Pokemon cards, retro toys, Dragon Ball Z, G.I. Joe, Mandalorian, Star Wars, Star Trek, Game of Thrones, Power Rangers, Strange Things, Rick and Morty, Transformers, Magic the Gathering, John Wick, Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, (gasps) Oh, boy, that's a lot. Also, board games, card games, and for those mystically inclined, tarot cards. DrHarold.myshopify.com That's DRHarold.myshopify.com Dr Harold Dr. played varsity for the University of Retail Therapy so he knows what sports fans want. Bobbleheads, Panini baseball cards and collectibles for the NFL, the NBA and the Soccer Leagues. Just just go now. DrHarold.myshopify.com DRHarold.myshopify.com you're gonna love that new stuff is added all the time. So the treasure hunt for you can continue. Dr. Harold's miniatures and collectibles, online, drharold.myshopify.com.
1: Speed Gibson of the International Secret Police.
2: Zero. Ceiling Zero! Ceiling Zero! Zero!
1: Gibson, Clint Barlow, and Barney Dunlap of the International Secret Police have come to Hong Kong, China, to capture the world criminal, the Octopus. Aiding them is Dr. Kingsley, noted physician, who is high in diplomatic circles as well, and who is grateful to the boys for saving his little daughter's life in Honolulu. The boys go to the tea house of Lee Ying, Hong Kong representative of the Secret Police, he tells them that a boatload of slaves is expected down the Seong River that night and they arrange to meet at his tea house in Chinese disguise in an effort to arrest the criminals. Then Clint receives a warning in a rice cake that Marcia Winfield, Jean's governess, has disappeared, and learns that this is true by phoning the doctor's residence. We find the boys there now, questioning their friend. And uh, you say you heard nothing at all last night, Doctor? No.
3: After the police had gone, taking those octopus men with them, you boys had gone to your hotel, We all retired, careful to see that everything was well locked. I fell into a heavy sleep. No wonder, after all the excitement we had, I pounded my ear, too. And the first thing you had of Marsha's disappearance was this morning, then, when she failed to come down for breakfast? That's correct. I'm sorry I can't tell you more, Clint. Ah, yeah, Gene, don't cry like that. Your tears aren't helping anything.
2: I know, Daddy. But I miss Marcia so. I'm so afraid that the octopus might hurt her.
3: I don't think he will, Gene. He's just trying to frighten her. And us, trying to call us off his track. Now, Gene, do you think you could answer some questions? Well, maybe you can help us since you were the last one to see Marcia.
2: I'll try, Clint.
3: Oh, well, that's a brave girl. Now, now think back carefully. Did Marcia appear worried over anything when she said goodnight last night?
2: In fact, she wasn't as worried as she used to be because of the way you got rid of those octopus men in the garden. She laughed when she kissed me and tucked me in like she always does. She laughed and said we didn't have anything to worry about anymore because you and Speed and Barney were going to take care of us.
3: We will too, Jean. We're going to get Marcia back right away.
2: Are you, Barney?
3: you bet we are. Now tell us, Miss Marcia slept in the room next to yours?
2: Yes, and she left the door open between our rooms.
3: Do you know if Miss Marsha went right to bed after she said goodnight to you?
2: Yes, she did. I couldn't see her bed from mine, but I stayed awake until she turned her light off and called goodnight to me again. I was too excited to go right to sleep.
3: When did you go to sleep?
2: Right after that, I guess, because that's the last thing I remember. Her calling goodnight and me answering.
4: Then we're pretty sure that Miss Marsha didn't go out of the house,
3: aren't we, Clint? Yes, unless she'd waited until Jean was sound asleep before going out. But why should the girl go out in Hong Kong so late, Clint? Well, Marsha once had the idea that she would seek the octopus alone, Doctor. Didn't want to add her troubles to ours, she said. But I thought we'd changed her mind about that.
4: We did, Clint. Anyhow, if Miss Marsha's gone
3: out of her room because she wanted to, why did we find the mark of the octopus? Yes, you're right, Undoubtedly, the octopus is behind her disappearance. <laughs> Well, shouldn't we report this to the police immediately, Clint? I held off until talking to you, but now it seems to me the proper thing would be to notify the police immediately. The longer we hold off, the less chance we have of finding trace of her. Well, the police can do no more than we've already done, Doctor. And they know even less of our common enemy. We've searched Marsha's room, the ground beneath her window. Everything that might contain some clue, but with no results. She vanished without a trace. And now... I must ask you to give me the rest of the day and tonight to look for her before notifying the police. You mean you have some idea of where they may have taken her? Just a hunch, Doctor. May we have your promise of silence? Well, yes. You three are the only ones I can trust now. And you won't tell, will you, Jean?
2: No, if you'll only find Marcia.
4: Don't you worry. We'll find her. Maybe not right away. But I think we'll get a darn good start on her trail tonight.
5: Well, sit here, Miss Winville. Why have you brought me here? How did I
6: get here? I remember nothing.
5: For a very good reason. A member of our band was secreted in your bedroom at the good doctor's home. The police did not get all of us.
6: Your band? You mean the octopus band?
5: Yes. Our operator had a bottle of chloroform and a handkerchief. After you had fallen asleep, It was very simple to render you completely unconscious and spirit you away. The rest of the house, thinking all danger was past, was fast asleep. Are you the octopus? I am flattered. But alas, I am not the octopus. You will hear him shortly, however.
6: But why has he done this to me? Haven't I suffered enough at his hands? And how can you... You, whom Dr. Kingsley thinks is one of his good friends. How can you belong
5: to the band of such a criminal? I am not here to answer questions, Miss Winfield. Merely to follow the master's orders as to what is to be done with you. Done with me? What do you mean? Quiet. The master is about to speak.
6: Well, if he wants to speak, why don't he meet me face to face?
7: Welcome, Miss Winfield.
6: Are you... The octopus?
7: Yes, that is the name I am known by.
5: But you're better known by your crimes and terrible deeds. Better be careful of your words, Miss Winfield.
7: Allow her to speak as she wishes, Quan Mu. She amuses me.
5: Oh, I don't care if I
6: amuse you. I don't care what you do with me. Only tell me, where is my brother? What have you done with him?
7: Your brother?
6: Yes, Lawrence Winfield. He was an engineer with an oil company that started operations here three years ago. They were going to begin surveys in Tibet.
7: I remember him well.
6: Oh, where is he? Please tell me. Is he safe? Is he well? Can I see him?
7: Do you understand now, Kuan Mu, why I wanted to be rid of this girl as soon as possible? She can ask more questions in five minutes than any man could in an hour.
5: I understand, master. <laughs> oh, have you no heart?
7: You are an enemy, Miss Winfield. You have a map which might lead you and your friends, the secret police... To my headquarters.
6: I only wanted
5: to know what happened to Larry.
7: You shall learn what happened to your brother. Kwan Mu.
5: Yes, Master?
7: The slave boat tonight, down the Thiong River. Yes. To anyone who might see it, it shall appear a flower boat with music and dancing girls to amuse the beholder. But hidden away beneath the deck, this flower boat carries many slaves.
5: That is true, Master. The slaves are to be rendered unconscious. Placed in sacks and put aboard another boat as cargo. Our the flower boat takes another load of opium to go up the Tsing River into the interior of China. Oh.
7: A cargo of opium and one slave, Quanmu. One master? Yes. Marsha Windy.
6: Oh no! Oh no, not
2: that! Oh no! No! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, I've uh, got everything here that's necessary for the Chinese makeup now.
4: Geez, don't look like much, Clint. Yellow grease paint, some tape to slant our eyes with, liquid body makeup, and a knife pencil which we can use to draw lines on our faces if we want, as well as use on our eyes.
3: Don't forget these wigs, Speed. Kind of greasy looking, ain't they? Well, after all, we're supposed to be Chinese coolies, Barney. I guess them clothes that Lee Ying will have for us will be dirty too, huh? Mm -hmm, Probably. So what have you got against dirt all of a sudden? Well, nothing if it's good old American dirt. But I can't go for Chinese dirt so much. Uh, You'll go for it and like it. I only hope that Ying may have heard some whisper about Marsha by the time he reaches tea house. He hadn't up to four o'clock this afternoon. You think we'll
4: hear anything at the dock tonight, Clint?
3: Well, all we can do is hope. It's our only chance of getting to her. If we can get near enough to flower boats when it docks, maybe we can hear something about her. Get some clues to where they're going to take her. Where do you think she is now, Clint? With the octopus. There's no doubt about it. What makes you so sure? In my experience with him, I've only been able to discover one weakness in the man, Barney. His egotism. He'll want to parade his power before Marsha. Marsha. Helpless as she is. If I could lay hands on that devil fish, I'd tear him apart. Our only chance to lay hands on him, Barney, is to play his own game. To be as cold and calculating as the octopus. To match our wits against his. And to try and be three jumps ahead of him all the time.
4: Don't you think we'd better get started for Ying's tea house, Clint? Getting near seven o'clock, the time he told
3: us to be there. Uh, yes, Vina. Just give me time to distribute this makeup between us. So we can carry it in our coat pockets without appearing to be carrying anything. Here, now, you take the grease pen, skein. I'll take the body makeup. And, Barney, uh, you took the eye tape and pencil away in your pockets. Well, what about them wigs? They're the babies that are going to take up rum. No, no, we'll each carry one. Stick it under your coat and your belt band. Our coats are loose enough if we leave them unbuttoned so there'll be no bulge. Well, that's a swell
4: idea, Clint. Nobody will ever guess we're carrying wigs.
3: Not unless we get in a high wind. Well, ready to go? Uh, no, wait a minute. Got your gun, Barney? Sure. Well, we should let me carry one, Clint. No, no, no. Guns get people into trouble, Sweet. I only carry one for emergencies. Emergencies that I'm going to keep you out of if I can. Well, everything's ready now. Let's go to Yin's. Hold everything. Maybe that's Dr. Kingsley. No, wait a minute. He's waiting at his house for some word. Who's there? Whoever it is won't talk. Open the door, Barney. I'll cover it. Speed, you go over there out of range. Yes, sir. Are you ready? Yes. And here goes. No one here. No one in sight in the hall, either. But look, there's a note pinned on the door. Hmm? Hey, quick, let's have it. Here you are. I might have known he'd pull this. Pull what? What does it say, Clint? If you want the safety of the Winfield girl guaranteed, admit I've beaten you, Barlow. Continue in your pursuit, and you will be directly responsible for her fate. The octopus. <laughs>
1: Speed Gibson, his uncle, Clint Barlow, and Barney Dunlap of the International Secret Police have come to Hong Kong, China to capture the octopus, a criminal leader who, along with other evil deeds, has been responsible for the mysterious disappearance of Marsha Winfield's brother. However, the girl has a barely legible map her brother sent her indicating the octopus headquarters. Clint has made a copy of this and has sought Dr. Kingsley's aid in deciphering it. Then they learn that Marcia Winfield has been kidnapped with the Octopus Gang, and Clint receives word from the Octopus that if they continue pursuing him, they will never see Marcia again. We find the boys in a back room of Lee Ying's tea house. Marsha Winfield vanished without leaving any clue, Ying.
3: We have absolutely nothing to go on, save that we know she's in the clutches of the Octopus.
4: By going to the dock tonight to meet that smuggling boat of his, we thought maybe we could hear something, Lee Ying. Why, yes, speed,
3: we might. It is hard to tell, though. And that last note you had from the octopus said that her safety was in your hands, Clint. Yes, but it puts me in a terrible spot. For the octopus is devil enough to do away with Marsha. On the other hand, if I called the whole thing off, admitted defeat and returned to America, we'd still have no guarantee of Marsha's safety. She probably knows too much about him by this time. He'd find a way to silence her no matter what we do. That's why we want to get to the dock as quick as possible, Ying. Got our disguises already, The coolie clothes? Why, yes, they are hanging in the corner there, Barney. And let me get this oily wig out of my belt. Uh, you might as well get into your costume, too, Barney, while I lay out the makeup on this table. And give me what you're carrying there. And you, too, Speed. Sure. Here's the grease paint, Clint. And here's the eye pencil and tape. Uh, might as well get rid of this bottle of liquid body makeup, too. Oh, you got an old towel or something, Ying? Why, yes, uh, right here, Clint. Oh, good, thank you. Now, sit down, Speed. I'll start on you first. Okay, Clint. This is a privilege for me to watch
4: the master hand at work, you know. You mean watching Clint make me up? You bet, Ying. I'm studying hard, so I can get good at it, too. Hey,
3: help! I'm stuck! Well, allow me to help you, Barney. You need not to pull the blouse on over your head. See, it has frogs down the throat. Do frogs! Let me out of here! Oh, be <laughs> your age, Barney. <laughs> they use frogs in place of buttons in China. <laughs> you know that as well as I do. I didn't know it until now. I thought Ying meant live frogs. Oh, now, hold still a minute now, Steve. I'm going to tape your eyes up at the corners. Okay. Suffering wang doodles. What a difference slanting eyes make on the kid. Speed, you look like you and all your ancestors was born in China. Do I, Barney? Yeah. This tape don't feel so good. Oh, have I taped them up too much, Speed? No. It'll be all right after I get used to it. Sure. Once you're down at the dock, you'll forget all about your makeup. You'll be so excited. Gee, I'd do anything to find Miss Marshall. Now, listen, don't talk for a while, Speed, while I apply this grease paint. <laughs> and then I'll give you a few lines, eh? And a mandarin mustache. That'll protect you. Where are the other ten guys that are going to the Siang Dock with us, Yang? Waiting in the tea storeroom. They have their instructions. They are to make no move till we do. Ah, that's good. I'll have all of us made up and in costume in no time.
4: And then at nine, we'll go to the Siang Dock. Gosh, I wonder if the octopus will be there. <laughs>
2: Men,
5: the master has sent for you to give you last-minute instructions before going to the young dock. I trust that I do not need to remind you to listen attentively. Quiet while we await his orders.
7: Is everyone here, Quanu? Wu?
5: Yes, master.
7: Tonight, the transfer of the slaves from the flower boat to the other boat will be much the same as in the past. However, tonight I want each and every one of you to take extra precautions.
3: Mm -hmm. You
7: You already know that the ace operator of the International Secret Police is in Hong Kong on our trail. Should he succeed in tracking us down, I will not be the one to suffer. I have escaped him before and will again. But you men... You will remain to take the punishment accorded you by the law.
5: I believe they understand that, Master.
7: Good. We have taken every possible precaution for our smuggling operations. The young dock is away from the main steamer docks. It is badly lighted. I don't think we will have any trouble. But in case we are interrupted, I do not want you to disappear as you have done in the past. Tonight, I have a very special cargo to go aboard the flower boat after the slaves have been transferred. This cargo... And I don't mean our usual load of opium, is a slave. A very important slave, whom I am shipping up the Xiang to Hong Chao. No matter what else happens, the flower boat with this slave aboard must get away on her return voyage. Quan Wu will be there to see that you do not fail. Any questions? Very well. Leave the council room then and wait outside for Quan Wu. I would speak with him
3: alone.
5: Master? Yes? Am I really to go to the Tsing duck with the others tonight? The risk is great. Supposing someone should see me, recognize me as one Wu, the man who is received everywhere, diplomatic circles, army and navy circles, can we risk anyone recognizing me to be in reality a member of your band?
7: Ordinarily no. But tonight, yes, Marsha Winfield is a danger, quanwu. Wu. Nothing must prevent her journey up to Tiang to Hang Chow tonight. And above all, no one must see her go aboard. Have you arranged for the box that she is to be carried in?
5: Yes, Master. And she is drugged, utterly helpless. But...
7: Why do you hesitate?
5: I have lost the jade setting from my ring. It is a bad omen. I fear we shall have trouble tonight.
7: station. You pin your faith in a bit of green stone. You're a fool, Kwan Wu. Put your faith in yourself, as I do. You may fail everyone else, but not yourself.
5: I am not as wise as you, Master. I fear these secret police.
7: Fear them? Speed, Gibson, Clint Barlow, and Barney Dunlap?
5: <laughs>
7: there is only one person in the whole world you need fear, Kwan Wu. Me, the octopus. So, oh, see that you do not fail to do my bidding tonight
2: So
4: this is the Seong dog this fog makes everything creepy. Yes, speed, creepy. But as you see, it is not half
3: as crowded as the other docks. stark dark and bad looking to me. Sure looks like a smuggler's dock, all right. Yeah, with these guys sitting around here on either side of us. Are they asleep or are they looking as sober? Can't tell in this light. These are fishermen, Barney. They are probably
5: asleep. The flower boat will dock up ahead there, near the end of the pier. Well, I
3: don't see any signs of life yet.
5: No, but there will be more confusion when the flower boat docks
3: passengers for the return trip who wish to enjoy the sing-song girls and the dancing and music. Sort of a floating nightclub, huh? Something like that. Be careful, careful. Here comes some Chinese.
1: I don't, I don't they
3: didn't notice us at all. It shows us that uh, our disguises are perfect. Uh, they would notice a member of the fight race immediately. Your makeup fools even me, Clint, and I saw you put it on.
7: Oh, <laughs> well, thank you, Ying.
3: <laughs> Hello, look. It was in that big box out this way wonder what's in it. Very probably return cargo for the flower boat. If they're bringing that out, then the boat will dock soon. Yes, I think I see it over there. See those different colored lights on that moving boat? Oh, yeah. Careful. Careful until the box passes. Look. Here comes a rickshaw. Say, what is this? All of a sudden, the traffic on Siang Dock is thicker than in New York City. Watch it now. Hmm? What's wrong, Svee? The man in that rickshaw. It was Mr. Wu. Mr. Wu? Kwan Wu? Are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. Oh, be darned. I wonder what he's doing down here. Perhaps he is going aboard the flower boat for an evening of relaxation. Hmm, Maybe. Then again, maybe not. What do you know about him, Ying? Kwan Wu has a very good reputation in Hong Kong, Cliff. Everyone likes and trusts him. He's a very close friend of Dr. Kingsley. Hmm, You've never heard anything against him? Not a whisper. Why? Hmm, It's a hunch of mine. I haven't trusted him from the first moment I saw him with the doctor at the China Clipper landing. Oh, oh look, here comes that flower boat. Yes, it will not take long for it to dock now. You know, Clint, I think that big box belongs to Quan Wu. He was watching it real careful, and remember, his rickshaw was right behind it. Look up ahead now. That rickshaw's parked right beside the box. It might be a coincidence. Mustn't let our imaginations run away with the speed. We're apt to overlook concrete evidence that way. Yeah, but I'm still going to keep my eye on that box. I'm going to try and get near to it and maybe see what's in it. No, no. Now you stay away from that box, Speed. I want you to leave this to Barney, Ying, and the rest of us tonight. Are your uh, ten men planted around this dock, Ying? Why, yes. We are passing one right now. Him? I thought he was another sleeping, beauty fisherman. Now, don't forget, Barney. As soon as the fighting starts, our men try to surround the crew of the flower boat. Now, don't mistake them for the octopus gang and start knocking them down. I resent that. Ain't I always done the right thing in the past? Yeah, not always. Let's say that flower boat's closer than I thought. It fools you in the fog. Well, oh, come on, we better get up there now. Stay close to me, Speed. Okay, Clint. Observe these men around the gangplank. They are the Octopus men. I am sure of it. What are they going to do with the slaves now that they got them here? They'll probably transfer them to another boat. Perhaps the one on the other side of the dock. They'll have a sweet time doing that without anybody seeing them. Oh, Speed! What? He's gone. Where is he? He has gone over to that large box in spite of me telling him to stay away. And look, Quan Wu's eye on him. Hey, quick, let's work our way over there before the kid does something foolish. Careful, we'll be right in the octopus hotbed. Look, Speed is trying to look into the box between the cracks. Quan Wu's getting out of the rickshaw. Hurry. Oh, he's pushing him into the sea. Right, right under the power of the flower boat.
1: Speed Gibson, Clint Barlow and Barney Dunlap, members of the International Secret Police, are in Hong Kong, China, on the trail of the Octopus, leader of an enormous and dangerous criminal organization. Marsha Winfield, whose brother Lawrence was involved with the Octopus and mysteriously disappeared three years previously, is kidnapped by the criminal so that she will be unable to give the boys any more aid as to his whereabouts. The Octopus plans to smuggle her aboard a flower boat, which is bringing a load of slaves down the Siang River on this very night, and send her to Hangzhou. Meanwhile, Speed, Clint, and Barney, together with Li Ying... Hong Kong operator of the secret police and ten deputies come to the Siang River dock to arrest the smugglers and try to gain some clue as to Marsh's whereabouts. The boys are in Chinese disguise, and when they recognize Quan Wu in the crowd near a large box, come close to see why he is on the pier. Speed, peering closely at the box, is pushed into the water by Quan Wu, right under the prow of the flower boat.
3: Quan Wu pushed the kid. Let me him. No, no, wait, Bonnie. We've got to get Speed first. There's a ladder down to the water. Now, quick, get down to it. I will take care of Pan Wu and keep watch up here. All right, then I'll go down to the then. Come on, Bonnie. Down you go. And Don't forget your Chinese disguise.
5: Why you push Barney into water, huh? may do not meddle with gentlemen's belongings. You go
3: about your business, or you lose and go. The dirty rat. Come on, come on, hurry up. Or I'll step on your head. Can you see speed? Not yet. But there's a float down here under the pier. Maybe he's hanging onto that. Well, I hope so. Only that paddle wheel of the flower boat didn't drag him under. That stopped now. He would have had a chance to come up. Here we are. Uh, and there's Speed. He's floating in the water under the pier. He's out cold, Clint. Must have hit his head on this float when he fell. Oh, if anything's happened to him. Oh, here. Hold my jacket while I lean out to get him. Okay, lean away. I've got you.
2: All
3: right. A little further than, Barney. Yeah. How's that? Can you reach him? Yeah. Yeah, I got him. Now, pull me
2: back. There you are.
3: Here, let me help you with it. He hit his head on the float, all right. Look at that bump over his eye. Yeah, keep quiet until I feel his pulse. Is he all right, Clint? I think so. But he got plenty of water. Here, help me give him artificial respiration. I'll turn him over on his stomach. Okay, you grab one arm. I'll take the uh... yeah. other. He's coming around now. Good. Now listen, Bonnie. There's a runway back to shore under this pier. You see it? Yeah. Take Speed out of this whole mess and keep him up. I'm going back up the ladder to Ying and his men. Hey, what about me? Use stable speed. No, wait a minute. Orders, Bonnie. Orders. Oh, well. Might as well make the best of it, I guess. Come on, kid. You're kind of big to carry, but I guess I can make it. Hey, I'm the one that should be groaning. I just hope I can get over that narrow runway to shore without falling in. Oh. Oh. This is worse than tightrope walking. I wonder why they have this floating runway under the pier anyhow. It must be for rowboats and stuff. Or do these sampans and junks use it? It's fit for junk, all right. Oh, Oh. It's all right, kid. Old Barney's taking care of you. Barney? Yeah, in spite of these slant eyes and Chinese clothes, it's your old pal, Barney. What happened? I'm cold. Where are we? You're cold because you're wet, and you're wet because Quan Wu pushed you off the Siang Dark. Quan Wu. Now I remember. Hey, I... hey, take it easy. You almost threw us both overboard. But I gotta tell you, Barney, let me down. Listen, Speed, if I let you down, I'll go down too. I'm paralyzed. I can't let go until we reach shore. Take it easy. We're almost there. We've got to go back to the flower boat. You expect me to carry you back? No, no. Where's Clint? With Li Ying. The flower boat's docked. They're waiting to spring the arrest now. We've got to go back. You know that box I was looking at? I'll say I know it. That box is the reason Quan Wu pushed you into the water. Thought you was getting too nosy for a coolie. The reason he got so sore, I bet, was because Miss Marsh is in that box. Yeah,
4: huh? Yeah, I saw her through a little hole in the box that must have been there for air, I guess. And I was just going to yell for you and Clint when he pushed me into the water. I don't remember anything after that.
3: Suffering wangdoodles. We got to get back to Clint and tell him. Wait a minute. What's wrong? Somebody's on that float we just left. It's kind of hard to make out who or what in this fog. Looks to me like they've opened a the door in the hold of that flower boat. Yeah. I can see now with that light there. They're transferring their cargo to that other boat on the other side of the pier. But why under the pier, Barney? I don't know, unless it's something they don't want anybody to see. Slaves. That's what they're transferring. Slaves. How in the heck do we get from under this pier? I want to get on top of it. This runway goes right into the seawall, Barney. Yeah. Can't get up this way unless we shinny up the dock posts, and that's impossible. Or else go back the way we came. Can't gamble on getting by them guys. Don't forget, kid, they're working for the octopus. And how we get word to Clint about Marsha being in that box, and the smuggling going on underneath the pier. I know, unless... I've got it. There's just enough space right above us here for a guy to get through, Speed. I'll give you a boost. You stand on my shoulders and crawl through, then give me a hand. Do you think you can do that? Are you strong enough now? Listen, Barney, I'll do anything to save Miss Marsh and stop that smuggling. Hey, give me a boost now. I hope that we can make it. So do I, kid. They're unloading that boat fast. Want to pull away quick, I guess. But we'll do our best to get there in time.
5: He's speed all right, Pint.
3: Uh, yes, we. Nasty bump on his forehead and half drowned, but I left him in Barney's care. Is everyone set?
5: Uh, Yes. My men have every octopus man on the dock under
3: surveillance. The first wrong move and the arrest will be made. Good. I hope we'll get the bigger fish. Oh, that reminds me. I wonder what Kwan Wu is doing here and why he pushed Speed off the pier. Remember, to all appearances, Speed is a coolie, a Chinese working man. Perhaps one crew thought he would try to steal something. Or has Wu something in that box that he wishes no one to see? How do you know that the box is his property? Purely circumstantial evidence thus far. Right. But sometimes circumstantial evidence supplies the only means of catching the cleverest criminals even. Look. Cargo is going aboard. Yes. Boxes. And that big box is going aboard with them. Evidently that wasn't Wu's property after all. See? He takes no interest in it, but he's watching the merrymaking on the decks. But what about the slave cargo? They haven't taken them off yet. No, I have had no signal from my men. Look, did you see that? One of the sing-song girls on the flower boat has thrown Kwan Wu a lotus blossom. He's motioned to his rickshaw boy to pick it up.
5: Boy, give me the lotus. Here, sir. Are we now to go? Not quite yet. This lotus signifies that all the slaves have left the flower boat. But our cargo of opium is not all on board yet. Though so the most important cargo, <laughs> the girl, is aboard. I have fear. This is dangerous business. You knew that when you entered the octopus band. Too late to leave it now. I do not want
1: to leave band. But cannot we leave Siang back? last box of opium just going aboard Flower Boat.
5: Yes. Now we can go. Our departure will be the signal for the captain of the power boat to depart also. Let us go. Yes, sir? Look, Clint.
3: Wu is leaving. Yes, so I see. There's something in the air, Ying. We've missed something. <whistles> the signal, Clint. The slaves are being transferred. What? Where? That man stationed by the other boat gave the signal. Uh, let us go over there, huh? Well, the flower boat is getting ready to pull away from the dock. Hurry, over here. Look down there, Clint. Cargo being taken into hold from under pier. Sacks of human beings. That's how we missed them. They were working beneath us. Oh, it's too late to catch the big fish now. We'll take the smaller fry. <whistles> Stop that slave cargo
1: men!
2: do
3: Of that cargo transfer. Yeah. It's tough to get through this crowd watching the fight. We had a hard enough time getting up on the dock. Now it's going to be even worse getting out to where the excitement is. Hey, look, Barney. The flower boat pulling out. Quick, we got to get through this mob. Marsh is aboard that boat sure as shooting. And once out on the Siang River, it's going to be tough to find her. All them flower boats look alike. Fight, kid. Fight. I'm doing my best, Barney.
4: Hey, I are wrong with them all up, boys. So there's Clint now. The race over. They've captured all the smugglers. All the smugglers
3: on this dock? But what about the gang on the flower boat? Yeah. Clint! Hey, Clint! Save your breath until we get closer to him, Speed. He can't hear you with all this yelling going on. Is on the flower boat, all right, Bonnie. The big box he's in is gone. Bring all the slaves up on deck, King. Bring the captain to the crew boat here, too. Maybe they knew what cargo they were getting, and maybe not. And I'll have to hold them until I find out. Clint! Hey, Clint! What's that? Oh, my, Speed! What are you doing out here in this dock I gave Barney strict orders to take you back to shore out of danger. I did, Clint, but when the kid came to, he told me something that you've got to know. Yeah, Miss Marsh is on that flower boat that just pulled away, Clint. What? Yeah,
4: she was in that big box I was looking at when Quan Wu pushed me off the pier. In that box?
3: I saw the coolies put that aboard too. Oh, if I'd only known. The whole raid was messed up by them transferring cargo under the pier, Clint. That's what threw us off. We saw him doing it while we were still under the runway. But by the time we got up here, the boat had pulled out. Oh, I know. The way things were going, I knew I had to lose one cargo, either the slaves or the one aboard the powerboat. And I figured that more octopus gangsters were involved in the transfer of the slave cargo. Oh, if I'd only known that Marsha was in that box. You would have known if I hadn't hit my head on the float. What do we do now, Clint? Deliver our prisoners to the police station. Cable, Chief Riley, what's happened? And then tell Dr. Kingsley about Marsha. I think that bullet plane is going to help us now, Barney. What do you mean, Clint? You and I are going to fly up the Siang River at dawn tomorrow. We've got to get Marsha off that flower boat.
1: Speed, Clint, and Barney, members of the International Secret Police, are in Hong Kong, China, on the trail of the criminal leader, the Octopus. Aiding them are Dr. Kingsley, father of Little Jean, and Marsha Winfield, who blames the octopus for the mysterious disappearance of her brother. Marsha herself is kidnapped by the octopus gang, and the boys, seeking her whereabouts, raid the smuggling operations of the octopus on the Siang dock. They succeed in arresting many of the gang, but fail to prevent Marsha from being carried aboard the flower boat in a large box. The boat starts its return trip up the river, and Clint, after cabling the latest developments of the case to Chief Riley... and turning his prisoners over to the Hong Kong police, goes to Dr. Kingsley's home with Speed and Barney. And so you see, Doctor, if Kwan Wu hadn't pushed
3: Speed off the pier when he was looking at the box, Speed could have told us that it held Marsha.
4: Yeah, if I'd just fallen into the water, it would have been all right. But I had to hit my head on the float and knock myself out. So by the time I came to and we could get back to the pier... Miss Marsh had been taken aboard the flower boat.
3: Well, this is terrible, boys. How can we save her? But I notified the Hong Kong police when I took in our prisoners a while ago. They're placing a dragnet up and down the river, keeping on the lookout for just such a flower boat. Yeah, Clint, but I don't know how that's going to help. Them flower boats all look alike to me. See one and you've seen all of them.
2: You think they'll hurt Marsha Barney?
3: Hurt her? Shucks, no, Jane. And you mustn't worry about her. We'll find her. Just you wait and see.
2: I can't help worrying that octopus is so
3: terrible. I wish I could get to that octopus guy. Well, you may have a chance, Barney. But first, we've got to find Marsha. Oh, I talked to Lee about leaving at dawn, but he advised waiting a few hours. He said that the mist hung over the river until mid morning, so it would do no good to go looking for the boat before that. Are you going to fly, Clint? Yes, Jean, in the bullet monoplane that we commandeered from the octopus. Is it in condition? Oh, yeah. I've been keeping an eye on it ever since we landed. We're just going to start ripping out one of them gas tanks so as we could put another seat in. Glad we didn't start the work now until this flight is over. Well, can I go with you, Barney? Maybe Clint ought to stay here in Hong Kong. No, no, no. no. Don't start that, Speed. You're the one who'll stay here in Hong Kong and with Dr. Kingsley. Oh, if he may, Doctor. Well, certainly I welcome this opportunity to entertain a member of the secret police. Well Clinton may'll just be searching the river in them flower boats, kid. But you'll be here taking care of Jean and the doctor.
2: Oh, will you do that, Speed? Will you please?
3: Well, sure, Jean. Don't you worry. I'll take care of you, all right. Yeah, that's a good boy, Speed. And now you better get off those wet clothes, or Gene will have to be taking care of you. <laughs> and I'll go back to the Golden Lotus Hotel with Barney and take this Chinese makeup off and try to get a little sleep. And see that you do, too. Yeah, Clint. I wonder if Miss Marsh is doing any sleeping. The octopus must have drugged her to keep her quiet. So she's not worrying about anything right now. Say, Clint... Do you think that Quan Wu was one of the Octopus Gang? Well, his presence on the dock at the time the slave boat arrived was very suspicious, kid. Oh, after all, it it just may have been there out of idle curiosity. Yeah, you can't tell. People come down to the docks to see boats come in and out in China, just like they do over in the United States, kid. Why, yes, I uh, I can't imagine Mr. Wu having anything to do with such a gang. He has such a good reputation. He's received everywhere. Well, maybe you're right, Dr. Kingsley. I hope so. Anyhow, we'll go back to the Golden Lotus now, and if you get right to bed speed, we'll pick you up in the morning if you want to see us take off.
4: Say, I wouldn't miss that for anything,
3: Clint. Can I come too, Clint? Well, sure thing, Jean. That is, if your father says yes. Why, we'll all come to see you off, Clint. I only wish I could do more to end the career of the octopus.
7: Silence, men. Your master, the octopus, is speaking. Juan Wu has just contacted me. The flower boat was raided by the International Secret Police. Some of our band were arrested. The slaves were freed. Silence! For the first time, a slave transfer has failed. And why? Because my men are cowards. Because they fear the secret police. Because they fear Clint Barlow. If you fear anyone in the world, it must be me. The octopus. Because if you fail to destroy Clint Barlow, Barney Dunlap, and Speed Gibson immediately... ...then I will destroy you. Every one of you. And your destruction will not be speedy nor
3: pleasant. I pay
7: you well as long as you obey orders. And I will give you the orders myself since Quan Wu has gone on a short trip. The secret police saw him on the Siang Dock tonight. The raid identified them as secret police. And Quan Wu believes it will allay possible suspicion if he removes himself for a little while. And now, members of the octopus band, I have just received further word that the secret police have learned that Marsha Winfield was placed aboard the flower boat for the return trip up this young river. Tomorrow morning, Clint Barlow and Barney Dunlap are going to fly up the river to look for her. They must never return from that flight. Ming.
5: Yes, master?
7: Proceed to my hangar. Stand ready to follow them in one of the pursuit planes. Take a gunner with you for the machine gun. Master, you mean? I mean that Clint and Barney must never return from their flight up the Siang River.
3: What plane, Doc? Well, Barney, it certainly
4: looks dangerous. Oh,
2: it is, Daddy. One time when Barney was flying it, the octopus dropped a pin into the controls and sent the plane into a nosedive. The
4: octopus? Radio control, Dr.
3: Kingsley. Barney found the pin in time, though. Lucky for him. I'll say so. You see, it was like this, Doc. I started into a spin through the cloud bank. Uh, Now, while Barney tells you his life's history, Doctor, will you excuse me for a few minutes? I'm going to get our clearance papers from the port officials. Certainly, Clint. Okay, Jean.
4: Clint, we've already got our clearance papers and everything. Yes,
3: I know, Speed. I wanted to get you alone a second to give you last-minute instructions.
4: Oh, sure. But what do you want me to do?
3: Well, nothing, except on direct orders from me.
4: Oh, Clint, how can I do any good that way? You
3: can do plenty of good, Speed. I want you to keep in touch with Lee Ying, just in case anything should crack open while we're gone, in regard to Marsha.
4: Well, should I go to his tea shop?
3: No. No, I've made arrangements for him to come to the doctor secretly if anything important should come up. You remember that willow tree in the garden? The one near the wall? Yeah. If he wants to contact you, he'll fasten a paper from one of his tea packages to the branches facing your room window. On it, in code, will be the time you're to meet him and the place. And it'll probably be in the garden itself after dark. We must maintain secrecy because no one, not even the doctor and little Jean, is to know that Lee Ying, the tea merchant, is in the International Secret Police. Okay, Clint. I've got all that straight. All right. Have you a copy of the code key? Yeah,
4: but I don't need it anymore if you want it. I've memorized the key perfectly. I can decipher any message in
3: code now. Good. Then destroy the code key the minute you're alone. Burn it. That key must not fall into enemy hands.
4: All right. But how can I get word to you if something should happen here, Clint?
3: Well, the doctor has a short wave sending and receiving, set Speed. And I have the call letters. I'll keep in touch with you by radio telephone. And you, with your knowledge of radio, can answer me. Gee, I didn't know he had a shortwave set. Yes, it's in his study. It's a hobby of his. And he knows that I'll keep in touch with you that way, so you will not have to ask his permission to use it. In fact, anything concerning actual police work must be sent me with no one else as listening. Yeah, I know. Don't worry, Clint. I'll take care of things back here. Just you and Bonnie take care of yourselves on this flight and come back with Miss Marcia. We'll do our best, Pete. In the meantime, you are not under any circumstances to leave the doctor's house. Of course, unless under the supervision of Li Yin. You understand? Yes, sir. Very well. we would better go back to the others now, or Barney will happen to remember that we've already attended to what we're supposed to be attended to now. Is Barney going to fly the bullet plane? Uh, at least in the beginning. Then I'll take over the controls when he's tired. Gee, I'd give anything to go with you fellas. I'll have another seat put in that ship the minute we return, Spine. As it is, I don't know what we'll do with Marsha when we find her. Oh, well, I'll worry about that when we find her.
4: Yeah. She can always get hold of another plane. Or maybe she could come back on another flower boat.
3: There's a motor plant. And She's probably had enough of flower boats by this time. I found that yanked it out of the controls and pulled back on the stick hard. Up my zone. And then I banked and leveled off for as pretty a landing as you ever see. Is he still talking about his narrow escape, Doctor? Well, it certainly was narrow, Clint. And the other aviator probably would have failed to bring it out of that dive. Well, I'll tell you the truth, Doctor. He brought the plane out of the dive, but he's still in one. Yeah. Oh, yeah? What about that time? <laughs> of... Oh, come on. Come on, fella. They're warming up our motors. We've got a lot of flying to do. Well, what are we waiting for? I'm ready. It's fine. Good luck, fellas. Well, goodbye.
4: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. 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 Well, I do hope they'll come back safe.
4: You need not worry about them not being safe in the air, Gene. They're both swell aviators.
3: Yes, I imagine they're in more danger on the ground than in the air. Look, they're
2: climbing
4: in the cockpit now. Uh-huh. But the small plane as that can be brought right up to the float, instead of them having to roll out.
2: Goodbye! Goodbye! Happy Good landing, bye. fellas! Goodbye! Turn land-
4: Head into the wind. And there they go.
3: Oh, if they can only find Marshall. They will, Dr. Kingsley. Clinton Barney can
4: do anything. Hey!
2: What's wrong, Pete?
4: Where did that other thing come from? Look, it's following Clinton Barney.
3: That's probably a government plane, Speed. No, Doctor.
4: It's like the one Barney's flying. Come on, we've got to get to your shortwave set and warn them. That's another octopus plane.
1: Speed, Clint and Barney have had plenty of excitement since landing in Hong Kong on the trail of the octopus and his criminal gang, but they are not the only ones entangled in his tentacles. Marsha Winfield has been kidnapped by the octopus because she knew too much about his band, and has been smuggled aboard a flower boat that is slowly traveling up the Siang River to Hong Chow. Clint and Barney fly after the boat in the bullet monoplane in the hope that they can rescue the girl. But right after their takeoff, Speed, on the dock with Dr. Kingsley and little Jean notices another plane pursuing his uncle. Recognizing it to be another octopus plane, Speed hurries to the doctor's home in order to warn Barney and his uncle. We find him at the set now, trying to get through the airwaves.
4: KVMC calling oc 34 KVMC calling OC-34. Come in, Clint.
2: Why doesn't Clint answer, Speed? He's
4: probably too busy watching
2: the river boats
3: to
4: answer right away, Gene.
3: Well, do you think he has his set open to receive anything, Speed?
2: Oh, yes, sir.
4: And maybe they've noticed that Octopus pursuit plane, too. But I'm not taking any chances. OC-34 replying to KVMC. OC-34 replying
3: to KVMC. Oh, goody. What's up, Speed? Standing by.
2: He's talking.
4: Gene. Are you ready for two-way conversation, Clint?
3: Yes, Pete. Then
4: listen, right after you and Barney took off, another plane came up out of nowhere, and last we saw of it, it was following you. Following us? Yeah. Haven't you seen it? Well,
3: Barney and I haven't been watching anything but the river, the sky ahead, Speed. Oh, uh, wait a minute. I'll take a look. Now that he stopped talking long enough to take a look, maybe I'll have a chance. Hi, kid?
4: Hello, Barney. Have you seen anything of the flower boat yet?
3: Nothing but sampans and junk so far, but we're keeping our eyes peeled. Hold on, his Clint. Can't see a sign of another plane speed. we run into a broken overcast up here over the river. The other plane is probably above the clouds while we're fairly low over the river. Uh, in that case, what do we got to worry about? He sure won't fly
4: into us. You've got plenty to worry about, Barney. That pursuit plane is an octopus ship. Yeah, huh? What's
2: that speed? What makes you think
3: that?
4: It's exactly the same kind of a plane as you're in, Clint. And it looked awful suspicious, following you that way right after you took off.
3: While you've been talking, I've been giving an eye talk for him. I haven't seen a thing yet. Maybe it's just a private plane off for a spin. And again, maybe not. Anyway, we'll keep watch, Pete. Thanks for the
4: warning. And then there's no the minute anything should happen, will you, Clint? I'll stay right by the set here. All
3: right, Pete. So long, kid. OC three four signing off.
4: Gee, I don't like that plane business. Do you think the octopus would have more than one plane? Gee, he's got everything. That's why he's so hard to fight.
2: Why did he have to kidnap Marsha? I thought fighting was only done by men.
4: Say, that octopus guy don't recognize any rules, Gene. He fights anybody or anything that might stop him from getting what he wanted. And Marsha had the onion skin map her brother sent her. Uh, Clint gave me his copy of it to study while he's gone. Oh, he did. Well, I wondered. He didn't give it to me. And I know he wouldn't leave it in a room at the Golden Lotus Hotel. Pete,
2: suppose Clint and Barney have to land. Where will they land if the Siam River's too full of boats?
4: They don't have to land on water, Gene. That plane has landing wheels, too. But Barney hasn't used him, so he hasn't let him down. No reason for him in the water. Doggone, I sure wish I was with them fellas now.
3: Seen anything of that other crate, Clint? No, but I mean, not likely to unless he drops down. That overcast is getting pretty solid. Might run into rain. Should have brought our umbrellas. That's the trouble with these open planes. Get every bit of weather that comes along right in your face. You should have stayed at home with your knitting, Grandma. What do you mean, Grandma? Ain't I flown in every kind of weather they got without squawking? Sure. What are you kicking now for? Oh, it's unnecessary. That's why. It's going to be hard enough finding that flower boat that's carrying Marsha without getting a lot of rain in the face. Rain in the face? Sounds like an Indian. <laughs> Hey, don't you think that's funny? I don't think anything's funny right now, least of all you, Bonnie. We got a tough job to do. We have another octopus plane on our tail. We may not even get to do it, so cut out the clowning. I'm as worried about Marsha as you are, Clint, and just as set on finding her. What if we have got an octopus plane on our tail? Why not, clown? Here today and gone tomorrow. That's me. (laughs) You flatter yourself you think you're here today. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you're all right, you old cloud jumper Don't know what I'd do without you <laughs> What? You don't know? Say, I wish the gang could hear you say that First time you ever broke down and admitted that Hey, 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 look below Ain't that a flower boat? Huh? Yes, it is Hey, lose more altitude, Barney I want to take a good look Don't worry, you'll get one If I get any lower, I'll land on her deck At least that'll be the general idea, and there'll be plenty of flowers for our funeral. Well, it looks innocent enough. Now let's climb as high as we can before getting into that overcast and see if we can spot any other flower boats up ahead. If we can't, then we'll land and search this one. Okay, but that ceiling's pretty low, I think. Hey, hey, you don't have to go straight up. Who's flying this ship? get much higher without going into the overcast, Clint. Look, our prop is getting tangled up in clouds already. Okay. Level off the sideslip for a quick landing then, Bonnie. Can you make a river landing? Yeah, she's all clear ahead of that draw boat, and that's where we'll land so she'll have to stop. Hey, hey, hold on. Level off, Bonnie. There's that pursuit plane. Sure enough. He dropped down behind us while we was ironing that river up ahead. What are the orders? Lose altitude and see what he does. That'll soon tell us whether he's following us. But no side slipping now. Now take it easy. Okay. He's over us now. Hey, there's something mounted on the rear cockpit. Could be a machine gun. It is a machine gun. He's just taken the cover off. Suffering rain doodles. Maybe war's been declared. We wouldn't know messing around in the air as much as we do. We're sure going to know it in a minute. Hey, hey, Barney, he's nosing down. He's coming right for us. He is? Hey, the Like a big snake in the grass. Them drill bullets he's shooting at us. Look at our wings. Oh, boy, that loop of yours saved us. Haven't for long. Look at that fella skid does he can get around and hightail after it. If he wants to play, I'm going to get up through that overcast so we'll have plenty of room to play in. If we only have a machine gun, there's a carriage here for it, all right. Yeah, but we can't shoot the carriage. How's our playful friend doing? He's coming right after us, but he's not gaining. His ship isn't any faster than ours. That's one thing to be thankful for. Better get your gun out, though, Clint. Might be able to do a little good with it. I might. I don't want to get that close if we can help it. That hail of machine gun bullets can't do us any good. Yeah, what we need is a cannon. Up, here we go into the overcast. And come out looking, too. No telling where that other plane will pop up. Hey, how much gas we got? Started out with plenty, but I don't know if those bullets punctured any of the tanks or not. Well, we'll soon find out. Oh, get into a dogfight with no gas. Either that or establish a new altitude record with no gas. We were sapped to tackle this flight alone, anyhow. Oh, not necessarily. Just bad brakes, Barney. There's no use crabbing. We're going to have to figure a way out of this. A way to get back to that flower boat. We probably won't have to figure much. Just enough lead bullets and we'll make the quickest landing you ever saw. Hey. Hey, the overcast is lightening up. We're breaking through. Yeah. Boy, it's bright after those clouds. huh? And the sky's empty so far. Yeah, but not for long. I'm aiming my prop at the sun for a little while. And just in case we do make a force landing, I'll have plenty of altitude to play around it. Hey, hey, there's the other plane. Right on our tail. Boy, oh boy, I wish I could add about another hundred miles to our airspeed indicator. You think you ought to tell Speed what's happening over the radio telephone? No, there's no use worrying him. He'd go crazy if he knew the spot we're in. I'll wait and tell him after it's all over. Yeah, you tell him if you're still able to talk.
4: I sure wish we'd get some word from Clinton Barney. I hate to call him again and bother him.
3: Yes, they'll uh, they'll probably call you the moment they have anything important to tell us, Speed.
2: That's the octopus. That's the sound he always makes. The
3: octopus. That's him, all right, Doctor. Yes,
2: I am the octopus, Speed Gibson.
4: Can you hear me, octopus?
2: <laughs> Perfectly.
4: But how did you come in? How can you hear me?
7: I can do many things with my ultra high frequency set that no one else understands. But aren't you more interested in your uncle just
4: now? Clint, what do you know about him?
7: I know that he and Barney are flying for their lives. Flying from my pursuit plane, which has a machine gun trained on them.
4: You can't do anything to my uncle and Barney.
7: Oh, can't I? At this moment, they are trying to fly away from my plane. But the bullets have already found their mark in the reserve gasoline tanks of the plane Barlow is flying. It won't be long until his other gasoline is gone. Then his motor will fail.
4: Barney will still bring her to a landing. Oh, no.
7: Because he'll lose airspeed by doing so. And then my flyer will drop down and the machine gun will end your uncle's uh, promising career.
4: No, oh, no. You can't do that.
7: It is too late.
2: I have done it.
3: <laughs> what can we do?
2: Oh, Speed, can't we help them? Can't you talk to Glenn and Barney?
4: I'm trying. KVMC call an OC three four. Clinton Barney, come in. I've got to reach him. KVMC call an OC three four. KVMC call an OC three four. <laughs>
0: This is the Dr. Harold Miniature Collectibles Paid Read, is that what we're calling it? Okay, here we go. One, two, three, go. Dr. Harold, noted professor of collectibles with a PhD in Funko, has gathered the best of the best collections and collectibles in one online store. For the collector, Dr. Harold has action figures from McFarlane, Mezco, NECA, Marvel, DC, Bandai, and Ninja Turtles, plus Pokemon cards, retro toys. Dragon Ball Z, G.I. Joe, Mandalorian, Star Wars, Star Trek, Game of Thrones, Power Rangers, Strange Things, Rick and Morty, Transformers, Magic the Gathering, John Wick, Harry Potter, Indiana Jones. (gasps) Oh boy, that's a lot. Also, board games, card games, and for those mystically inclined, Arrow cards. Dr. That's drharold.myshopify.com. Dr. Harold Dr. played varsity for the University of Retail Therapy, so he knows what sports fans want bobbleheads, panini baseball cards, and collectibles for the NFL, the NBA, and the soccer leagues. Just, just go now. Dr. Harold.myshopify.com. Dr. Herald.myshopify.com. You're gonna love that new stuff is added all the time. So the treasure hunt for you can continue. Dr. Harold's Miniatures and Collectibles online, com.